Hello and welcome to SAS. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Aaron and I'm going to be showing some shit. Yep, or stuff, you know, because we can't say shit in the title. No, we can't say it in the description. Yeah, we can't say it in the description We can say, but we have like the E tag, as you can see, yeah, for so, everybody. To... So, if you're, so if you're a little baby child, get out of here. Or maybe don't. Like, it's yeah, just, this, it's just this... swear words. I mean, the word fuck probably means hello in some alien language, so. <laughs> Peace among worlds. Peace Peace among worlds. No, no, no. Is, is that actually? Is that? Please tell me. There's like some sci-fi where like an alien language fuck is like a really benign. No, word. but I, no, but I did make a Rick and Morty reference, so surely someone unsubscribed. Oh no! I, I just posted cringe. To be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to yeah. understand and it was from your season, and it was from season two, so it's fine. But yeah, uh, you might have read from the title, but this week we are covering Aliens, the action-packed sequel to Alien from 1979. Yeah, so it's no longer a horror. Yeah. I mean, it's still got horror elements, but it's definitely more focused on the action. Mm. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I know that, because it, it kind of reminds me of like, Resi 4, 5, and 6, but particularly 5 and 6, which went the route of action. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I generally considered the weaker installments in the series until they went back to actual horror with Seven and Yeah, but it's eight. okay, because Resident Evil 4 is awesome, and so is Aliens. And, uh, yeah, this is, this Aliens is clearly the Resident Evil 4 of, of the Alien franchise. So true, bestie. With the, with Alien 3, yeah, that's, uh, re, uh that's, that's <laughs> Resident 5, and then Aliens. Alien Resurrection is Resident 6. No, no, Alien Resurrection is Resident Evil Survivor. Oh, is that the really shit one? Yeah, that's the really shit light gun one. Does everybody hate that? Yeah, one? pretty much everyone hates it. But yeah, uh, we got a we got a mix. We uh, we got we got some different uh, people working behind the scenes this time. Most noticeably, most noticeably, we have James Cameron as director. Back when he made good movies. Yeah. Um, Instead of just being obsessed with blue people. Excuse me. I feel like you you're making something accusatory towards no? me. No. See, you don't spend like. Millions and millions of dollars to fund your dream thing about blue people. James Cameron is blue just... Blue people. James it's Cameron... It's one, okay? It's, yeah, one, it's one specific... Yeah. Blue like, lady, sorry. It's one this specific guy. video game crush that I had since I was a teenager. Yeah, but see, this fucking guy... This fucking guy is... James Cameron, he's just he just loves blue balls, blue boobs. Yeah, yeah see, blue this, is a, this is a very highbrow podcast. To be fair, I love blue balls and blue boobs too, but again, one Don't character. Say Don't say that. <laughs> but yeah, um, Aliens... <laughs> oh. are, but yeah, oh, aside from shifting the series into a more action-packed thing, and this is where like most of the games of Aliens would be inspired from... And also, you know, Doom, I guess. Yeah. Because like... Because, like, uh, you'll notice, like, a lot of things that you'll... Like, you'll notice a lot of things that games have cribbed from Aliens, and, you know, rightfully so, because this shit rocks. This, uh... Is it going to be a Seinfeld is unfunny situation, though, where I'm like, ah, seen it? No, probably not. Cause... No, because this movie kicks ass. At least in my opinion. But, yeah. Uh... What if I don't like this one? What if I come up with, actually, the only good movie was the original? Then I'll respect your opinion while, you know, giving you the evil eye. <laughs> like the the one person who thinks the only good Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. All the rest of them are utter dog shit. But I'm still a Star Wars fan. Clearly. Clearly. Just like how Aaron Hansen is still a Sonic fan. Yeah, even though he only likes one in Generations. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow. 
Yeah, uh, I should mention that starting with Aliens, the series is kind of notorious for having like troubled productions after this. Like the first movie had some problems, but nothing compared to like two, three, or Resurrection. Yeah, yeah. The first one, the main problem was that the the studio didn't want to do what the yeah what what's his name what 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 I keep forgetting the name of the you mean Ridley Scott Ridley Scott yeah what Ridley Scott wanted yeah, to do yeah they did, yeah the original problem yeah the problems in the first movie were just a lot more nuanced I suppose like, like Ridley Scott wanted to do this but they're yeah. like no no yeah <clears throat> uh, but with Aliens there's like a lot more behind the scenes trouble because like James Cameron uh. His attitude kind of clashed with uh, a lot of the British cast and crew. Well, is yeah, Sigourney British Weaver crew. British? Uh, no, no, but, I thought she was. No, but the movie was filmed in Britain, so or at least or British. At least the yeah, yeah, just like how Star Wars was filmed on the Skelly Isles yeah. off the coast of Ireland. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Skelly Isles. I've been at the coast next to them, but I've never been on the island. Maybe we'll go there one day. No, yeah, but... uh, yeah, yeah. Go there and fall off a cliff and die. Yeah, but like. Uh, there was just a lot of problems with production because, like, you know, James Cameron was... I say was, but he's probably still a hard-ass because, you know, he he's not the nicest director, I'll say that much. Oh, yeah, he's controversial. Um, yeah, because... I, re- I do recall with the Titanic situation, him saying, like, I'm king of the world after getting his Oscar or something, I'm like... Yeah, it's kind of tasteless that you made him... Like, again, it's not, not not criticizing Titanic as a movie, but, like, he makes a movie about this, you know, maritime disaster that killed more than a thousand people or so. And, you know, he's making light of it in that sense. Yeah. It's kind of... But there... That there it, yeah, there's also just stuff where, um, you know, his attitude, like, his work ethic, you know, clashed with the, the crew's, like, love for tea time breaks and all that. Oh, what? What, like, he's obsessed with... Yeah, he, you know, he's a workaholic. Oh, right, yeah, they, uh, they don't have, like, a mess hall or whatever the term is. Yeah, well, what's the term when when you have the... Uh, cafeteria, I guess? Yeah, I don't know, cafeteria would be the correct yeah, word. Yeah, Canteen, was... maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, some of the crew also felt a bit bitter about his wife because she was given producer credit or something. I'm not sure if that's... I'm not sure if that's... Um, I'm not sure if she was given producer credit, but she was given some sort of credit. And, and people thought, oh, it's, oh, she's only here because, you know... Nepotism? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, and there was also a big argument with the with the composer of the film as well, who had, like, a very strict deadline to do it, and then it got kind of hacked up in the finished film, and he swore off working with James Cameron until Avatar. Which, oh, was this James? No, it wasn't James. Uh, somet- uh, Werner something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we're really bad with remembering names, but I, know. I like when I think of film composers, even though I'm mad into them, I can name like six or seven of them. Yeah. I can't really name all the ones that have ever existed. I thought James Horner, but no, it wouldn't have been because James Horner did um, Titanic. Mm, but regardless, uh, despite all the troubles behind the scenes and all that, I think you know this movie is like still called. You know, this movie is still really highly thought of to this very day. And yet, all the sequels after this are just considered shit. Yeah, you know, don't you just don't you just love it when the series just... now? What I love about this is this is Alien. This is not Alien Two. You yeah. have to wait until the end of the month. Yeah, for for, a... for her Alien Two. Yeah, an Italian knockoff. A knockoff that takes advantage of the shit titling system. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine they just got Xbox One. Some like Chinese company just made an Xbox Two. Hey, it's not a thing. We made it. Yep. <laughs> We're very funny. Or like when people were looking for Xbox Series X's. 
Yeah. And they kept accidentally buying Xbox One Xs instead. <laughs> like, wasting all their money on... Yeah. A, like, a last-gen hardware. Seriously. Why can't you just do what PlayStation does? One, two, two three, three, four, five. five. It's easy. It's a lot easier. If you're not good with numbers, find a buddy to help you. Lastly, the company picnic is this Sunday. <laughs> and don't forget to bring your own juice this time. <laughs> That's a reference that... It's not obscure if people actually know what it... It, 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 it makes sense that I would make that reference, mm-hmm. but I don't even think you know what it is, do you? Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Do you know what it is? Because it's from something that I love. Uh, it sounds like something from Russian Clank. It is. Yeah! <laughs> it's just a reference to that cutscene yeah. in the second game. Mm-hmm. Of course. Where the Thugs for Less leader says, Alright, we've got Sector 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Mm. If you're no good with numbers, find a buddy to help you. Mm, but yeah, despite everything, despite everything that you know went through the production of this film, you know a lot of the crew, especially Sigourney and all that, you know they they still r- think really highly of Aliens. Yeah, yep. it's just only after this is when things went to shit. So enjoy the enjoy the highs while we last while it lasts. Okay, Aaron. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's all downhill from here. Here's the thing. Yeah, because I I love the first one. Mm-hmm. If I love this one as well, then it's probably going to hurt even more when I see the sequels. I'm probably going to be actually angry. Maybe. Who Maybe. Knows? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, because like, we had this whole thing where there are certain films we're not going to cover because they'll make us too angry. But uh, but yeah, I think I think with Alien 3, you'll just more be frustrated because you can see what they were going for. But, but with Alien Resurrection, that's when... It, yeah, that's, it, when, that's when shit really hits the fan. Shit really hits the fan and yeah. flies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sigourney Weaver was only brought back because she was off- offered like a truckload of money. Oh. Which, you know, you go, girl. Go, go get that cash. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, get, go get your money. Yeah. We don't blame you at all. Nope. Especially in this economy. Am I right? <laughs> Whatever. Let's, let's get this Let's get And this let's go started. do a sass. Woo! I'm excited. just got watching uh aliens yep. two not alien not alien two aliens a- aliens yes very aliens important. uh i actually prefer this one over the original mm-hmm. not a by a huge amount because it is kind of a different genre i mean yeah. this is described more as action whereas the first is horror but to be fair there is quite a bit of like normal horror stuff in here that like it makes sense but it's not quite as um yeah, you tense. know, it's not quite as tense. It doesn't feel like you've got how many fucking aliens in this? A whole colony of yeah, like you got you got like a whole hive. In there. Yeah, but you don't like each one. I thought they were going to be nerfed. Yeah, nope. They fucking take out like the whole squad of marines. Yeah, almost the whole squad. Almost the whole squad. I mean, they, there's really only three characters that survive here. Yeah, if you count. Bishop, as, Bishop well. as surviving despite yeah. being... Well, Hicks also survived as well. Well, Hicks, yeah, yeah. Well, four if you count Bishop, I guess. Yeah. But two of them severely injured. Yeah. Bishop and Hicks. Mm-hmm. The other two, uh, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Ripley, and, uh, and, Newt. and Newt, who's this little girl. The famous line, get yeah. away from her, you bitch. Yeah, and also they mostly come at night. Mostly. Mostly. 
Yeah, uh, Newt's actress hated that line because people kept repeating it to her. Oh, the most. Why does it sound? I I know some people use that as like a really cheesy joke. Well, they mostly comment. Is that yeah? Like, as a, as a as the kind of joke I think it is. Yes. <laughs> oh fuck. Mostly. Sometimes they come during the day when they're feeling a bit uh, rambunctious. I've never heard that word in my life. I assume it means what I think it means. It's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Aliens manages to, you know, it really manages to avoid Sucolitis because one, you know, it's set like 57 years after the first one. And secondly, it still manages to do a lot different while also feeling part of the same series. No, it doesn't. It feels like it's, um, it does feel like an alien movie. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel too disconnected from from the original in that like the original takes place on uh let me just get this right, uh the Nostromo. Yeah, the Nostromo, good. I don't uh, need to punch you. Yes. Um this one takes place on the same planet, but the planet's being terraformed. So there's this whole plot point about the planet being terraformed mm-hmm. by these like Fusion reactor. Ter- I mean, I don't think yeah, cause real when... world fusion can do that. Real world fusion is pretty great, even though we haven't fully figured it out yet. But um, it's not gonna. It, I don't think you can like just terraform a planet with it. But no, anyway, this is whatever. Yeah, sci-fi. Worry. It's don't sci-fi. Whatever. It. Don't think about uh, it too hard. So the, the technology to terraform an entire planet, and they're, they, that's why they're able to breathe on the planet without the. Suits, because in the first movie, if you recall, they had to wear yeah up suits to to breathe on it. Um, but another thing this movie does does really well is it has the as similar to the first movie, it has a character that portrays you, uh, that portrays you, but like portrays the protagonist. Mm-hmm. But it's a human this time. Yep, and his name is Mister Burke. It's a yep. bit rough now. It's a bit rough now, isn't mm-hmm. it? Very rough. Mister rough now. No, seriously, no, seriously. His name is Mister Burke. And he, com- and he complained about like the same oh, I didn't know there was going to be a rescue ship coming I didn't know there was going to be a spaceship yeah, Nobody told me about the COVID No <laughs> All he cares about is money I-, I-, I don't know what I said there I coughed a bit Sorry. Yeah it's okay But uh, yeah I think he said something about caravans Yeah caravans whatever um, But uh, Maybe a hospital caravan <laughs> Hospital caravan <laughs> What the fuck a hospital caravan That's where you sleep nope. on a bed Caravan. I said. Uh, I didn't say car bomb. I said caravan. No, 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 no. Hospital caravan. Yeah. When you sleep on one of those stretchy beds. Yes, yeah, on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> the str- on the like the stretcher, but it's not a stretcher. It's a hospital bed. Yeah. It's a it's a hospital van bed. <laughs> oh god. All right. Back on track. Back on. Back to this movie. Yep. That's a dog toy. Okay, fine, that's a dog toy, whatever. Cat survives this movie too. Uh, Jonesy is right near the beginning and yep. survives. Yep. We have this nightmare sequence near the beginning, which is a little bit confusingly shot. We watched the theatrical release rather yeah. than the, uh, special edition. the special edition release. It's a little confusingly shot, I think, because... Think so? No, not the movie as a whole, this one scene. Right. Um, because... Um, in this nightmare sequence, Ripley is told, oh, you were out for 57 years. Then she gets a chestburster that kills her in the nightmare. Mm. But that whole thing was a nightmare sequence. Yeah. Like a PTSD nightmare, presumably. Mm. And yet, she really has been out for 57 years, but it's not really 
obvious, like that the bit where she gets killed is obviously a nightmare, but to her being told it was 57 years, I thought maybe, is that part of the nightmare? No, that was a real thing. So that's why it was a little confusing to yeah, me. I have to admit, I suppose you could just frame it as either they already told her this when they woke her up and before putting her back into the hospital or, or, you know, she was just reliving the dream up until she was reliving a memory up until the alien bursts out of her. Yeah. But yeah, um, the chest burster does happen, uh, once to an unnamed character Mm -hmm. at the end of the film. So it still happens. Um, but, um, it's, it's, um, most of the deaths in this movie, they don't... Okay, the gore is pretty strong, but I wouldn't rate this as, like, the most gory or most violent movie. I mean, I've definitely seen more violent Yeah, movies. for sure. Uh, partially because the most violent... It's not really a death, because I think... Doesn't Bishop technically survive? Yeah, because he's... Because, you know, he's a synth. Synth, yeah. Where he gets effectively chopped in half. Yep. Uh, like a vertical sort of slice yeah. at the sort of waist. Be, wouldn't that be more horizontal, then? Okay, horizontal slice, but, like, yeah, it's not bisected. Yeah, it's just, just like what, he's ripped in half by the alien queen. But he survives because he's a synth. Yeah, and he, the he, gore, of course, is this white... Milk. Milky. Milk. Milk. Yeah, milk. Uh, because, because, of course, it is because of the synth hole. Yeah, yeah, I never got that, but it's just, it's part of the series, so I don't question it. Yeah, don't question it too much. Like, is anyone seriously going, how the hell? And it's like, why would... It's like, why would you make it red? I, you know, I suppose it's it's white just so you can tell immediately. Oh shit, they're a synth. Yeah, I guess it's kind of just to be to contrast enough. Yeah. With it that you would, that you would know. I mean, like they are played by human actors, the synths in, in yeah. the movies. So it's not it's not out of the question. And Bishop, who is the synth of this movie, there's this great scene near the beginning. I think it's a wonderful scene in context of the whole movie because Bishop never betrays you. But there's yeah. a bit where that you think, like for a brief moment, that he's betrayed, yeah, uh, Ripley, but he hasn't, and like he even apologizes in the next scene for it. Like, and obviously I'm skipping straight to the end, mm. but um, yeah. So this is your it's... warning if you still haven't seen Aliens somehow. Um, go watch it right now. Go watch it. Um, but I've kind of already spoiled parts of it. It's fine. Spoilers fine. is like an issue. It's, it's, it's an issue, particularly in the internet age. Um, particularly since everybody... It's a certain spoilers that just become so spoilered that everybody just knows them. It's common knowledge. It's just common knowledge. It was his sled. Yeah. Uh, like, you know... Snape kills Dumbledore. You know, everybody fucking knows that. I don't even... I, I, like, if you don't know that somehow... How the, how the fuck is that? That's not a plot twist for anybody. Sephiroth kills a a Ares. Like, it's not a plot twist. Dude. Everybody fucking knows. Dude, I'd only finished Final Fantasy VI and I was just about to play Seven. What the hell? But it's like everybody knows this. Yeah. I have actually played Seven, by the way, before anyone asks. How, how, how dare you? Yeah. Um, six or Seven? Both of them seem pretty good yeah, to me. Yeah, I've played a bit of Six, but I've only finished Seven. Yeah, okay. and the remake. The, yeah, I, I haven't. I, I know all I know is, again, I do plan on playing the Final Fantasy VII. Um, also, uh, just just a side note, um, they made Cloud super fucking hot in the remake. Yeah, you know they had to. 
Anyways, uh, we're getting way off topic, aren't we? Yeah, anyway, um, let's go back to, to what Bishop. I was saying. Yeah, and of course there was also the famous scene with the knife game as well. The knife game scene, yeah, right near the beginning. Because he's a synth, he can do it properly. Yeah, he just goes... But the knife game was a meme for like a couple of years in like the early new tens. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. Obviously, it came from this movie, right? Mm -hmm. This movie released in 86. And I don't, did the knife game exist in 86? Well, did anybody it, try well, to emulate the well, scene? It's be, well, it's been around for like years and years and years. Oh, yeah. But, five Finger Fillet. It's not what it's called or something? Yeah, but like Aliens is the thing that really popularized it into, into our brains. But the thing about, yeah, but it's done in this <laughs> movie by a synth that knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah. And, like, I can, like, program it correctly and yeah. get it right pretty much every time. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't do it in real life, kids. Yeah. If there's anything, don't do the knife game. Uh, if you want, really want to do it, do it in Red Dead Redemption. Because <laughs> you can do it in Red Dead Redemption. In the first one, at least. I don't know if you can do it in the second one. I bet in the second one, if you lose, you just permanently lose your finger for the rest of the game. If you do it enough times, you just have no fingers left. And then you can't shoot at all. <laughs> That'd be so funny as a game again. Yeah, but it would fuck you over. You'd have to delete yeah, your entire save file. But it'd be funny. Look, man. Yeah, 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 the fucking little big planet spinny glitch wasn't was like funny for two seconds, but it's actually horrible because it fucks up your entire profile forever. You have to delete your whole save file. <laughs> but it wouldn't be like that, though. You'd still be able to win. You'd just have to kick people instead of shoot them. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Look, uh, Rockstar, if you're listening, please consider my idea for Red Dead Redemption 2 HD. Thank you. I love how you didn't say Red Dead Redemption 3. <laughs> they're, not make, like, they're not making a third one, yeah, man. They're not making... There's <laughs> a video I saw by Polarsaurus Rex. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm a time traveler from the year 2030, and I'm here to tell you about the new, the, well, the newest uh, Rockstar fucking uh, Grand Theft Auto game. And it's just the PS5 version of Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> yeah, we still don't have Grand Theft Auto 6. It's a fucked up world, isn't it? Yeah, what else did you like about Aliens? Um, well, the action was legitimately awesome. But also because this is one of those action movies that doesn't feel like... Oh, we have to put in all the action all the time or else you'll lose interest and get bored. Yeah, there's actual build-up. There's build-up, there's a fucking story... And it doesn't feel like one continuous Deus Ex mocking after another. I mean, there is sort of... I, mean, I don't even know if I would consider it a Deus Ex mocking. The bit where we think Bishop has betrayed, but he's yeah. actually just circled around because the yeah. platform was getting too mm -hmm. shaky. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, for safety, I'm going to spin back around and come back and land. Hmm. That's not really a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. That's it, more subverting your expectations. Double subverting? I guess. No, no, because, like, there's a part of you that's like, uh, yeah, I, like, cause throughout this whole movie, I didn't know whether to trust Bishop or not as a character based off of the synth from the first movie, Ash. Mm. But, you know, that's like saying, I don't trust all of people from a certain country because I met one person from that country and that person happened to be an asshole kind of yep. thing. So Ripley got over her, uh, her thing with synths, I think. Yeah. She's not joining the Brotherhood of Steel. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. Maybe next time. You see, hmm. you know what would have made Fallout 4 a decent game? If you could romance Nick Valentine. Yeah, see, I, I would replay the game again, just if they added that, but they, they never will. No. 
Look, I, I'm sure there are people who defend that game, which is perfectly fine. You're yeah, allowed like yeah, whatever. You're allowed like 76. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I won't give a shit either. Although I will be staring at you weirdly. No, I don't even. I won't even do that because it's like okay, fine. You you enjoy whatever. You do you, game you but want. don't tell me how it's about. How... Don't, just don't judge me. I like the like unpatched 1.0 version of No Man's Sky. This yes, man. that's how fucking weird I am. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm like most people are like they only got into the game when you know it, when, they added in multiplayer. Yeah, that was like for, like next I think in 2018. That was like yeah, it's a decent game. Like that was kind of like yeah. that bit, but. Like, I was one of those, I was playing it, like, way back when, and it was like, yeah. But, anyway, that's, that's neither here yeah. nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, back to this film. So, this very good film. So, we, we are introduced fairly early on to our military lads. Yeah, and but, ladies. Um, yeah, yeah, the Colonial a, Marines. The Colonial Marines, I, I guess you would call them that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what they're called. And the great thing about these Marines, right, um, is that... Okay, first of all, there's one of them who basically spends most of the movie shitting himself. <laughs> but yeah. he gets some kills in. Like, he does manage to kill a couple of the xenomorphs yeah. later on. So, like, he's not a complete... He's not... He's, a, like, at worst, he's, like, annoyingly scared. But he's never, you know... Yeah, he's never... He's never a straight-up coward. No. He's he's more of a, a, a doomer who... Um... <laughs> he's, a doomer. he's a doomer. He's a doomer. Who, he manages to see the bright side of life. Yeah, he's a he's an optimistic doomer. I know that sounds paradoxical. Yeah. Uh, he blossoms into um, a determinator oor. Yeah, but he doesn't quite get to bloomer level, right? Yeah. He doesn't quite get to bloomer level. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very hard to do that. To be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's also a bunch of ladies in the core. Yeah, as there's well. a couple of ladies. Because um, again, Alien being kind of you know ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, or was that just the writers slash directors going, yeah, the whole, yeah, we're going to, like, like social values will get better in the future kind of thing, kind of knowing yep. where we're going? Because I, I was thinking about this, because if you think about it, a lot of, like, the sort of ridiculousness of bigotry, yeah. we, I, we kind of always knew, even back then. Yeah. Because this military, um, these marine guys... There's, they're not segregated by gender. Yeah. There's two chicks in there, and there's like seven or eight dudes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's uneven in terms of the amount of people. And when I say two chicks, I mean two chicks aside from Ripley. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but they don't like they don't really they they still feel like Marines. Mm. They act like Marines. They're not, you know. What's the word? How would I describe this? Like, I, I mean, okay, let me, let me describe. So this one, the one who's, I think, I don't know. She's, I'll, I'll, can I say she's Hispanic? Is that? Oh, you mean uh, Vasquez? Vasquez, yeah. Yeah, the character is, but not the actress, I believe. Is the actress white? I think so. That's kind of, uh, yeah, but again, it was the 80s and, uh, well, actually, that's, that's odd because, uh, can I mention this? This is going to sound very weird, yeah. but I only found this out recently. There were a lot of Soviet Union movies that were specifically anti-racism that contained blackface in it. Because huh. they didn't consider blackface to be racist. And, you know, fuck, how many, how many you know, people of colour existed in, yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in, yeah. in the USSR anyway? Again, their hearts were in the right place, but they went about it the wrong way. Yeah. 
That's you could say that about the whole USSR as, as a whole country. You could have said. You, <laughs> okay, on. that's that's about as strident as that, we get. That, that's very spicy. It's very spicy. They had good intentions. Well, yeah. Again, this was again this was like the eighties. So of course, it's very. It was very different time from the you know, the new 20s that we're in right now. Yes. However, I do want to mention that even that her character, like she did seem somewhat, um, I'm going to, I'm going to use this as, as, as a descriptor. She seemed masculine, but not in a defeminizing way. Yeah. You mean kind of like a tomboy type? Kind of, but not in a way that's like, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It seems like, like, you know the type of character that I'm thinking of where basically you're like, oh, that's a woman kind of character. But she wasn't like that. I mean, she had an appearance that was, you know, somewhat masculine in terms of both being physically fit and having short hair mm. and not really wearing makeup. But aside from that, she didn't, she didn't, you know, she wasn't, she was just herself, right? Yeah, she, she wasn't, was. she, 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 she didn't feel, I mean, some, some people might criticize and say, you know, why, like, the defeminization type thing. But, yeah, it's, it, she's not really. She's still a she, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still a lady. Um, but, you know, military. And then the other chick who's there, um, she doesn't really say much, to be honest. She does yeah, not really... Yeah, she was pretty much uh, the pilot, wasn't she? Yeah, she was the pilot. Um, the rest of the, the, the colonial marines... A lot of them die really fucking quickly. And this is something which I think is really actually good about this movie. Well, actually, a lot of things are good about this movie. Yeah. Very few things are bad about this movie. Very few fucking things. Yeah. There's like, even the special effects have aged well. There's one scene where it's flying and it kind of looks a bit weird. It looks like it was kind of digitally added over or whatever. But where the, when the ship's flying. But aside from that, like the actual effects of the aliens have aged really well. The yep. eggs, the set designs aged really well. Yep. You can thank Stan Winston and his school for that. Yeah. Like, they, they've all aged really well, and it feels much more visceral yeah. to see uh, non-CGI aliens with, like, these yeah. puppets. It feels so... Yeah, especially, like, the power loaders. Yeah, it feels, like, so visceral and... Yeah, if he, it helps me get, you know, way more immersed in the movie. Now, I do want to say that I'm not against CGI. I think I've mentioned this a few times. Yeah. There are a lot of times where you're not even going to notice CGI because it's actually just they added stuff in the background, like a car, like cars. Like, yeah. say if they, they're filming a scene in a city and they've got this whole road and because they're filming it, um, the road is closed for the day or whatever. Yeah. And there's no cars driving, but they'll add, digitally add cars in after all, and nobody's going to notice. Yeah, that stuff is fine. It's just, when it comes to, like, stuff like creatures or, or the like, I tend to prefer, like, practical stuff, just because it ends up feeling more real. Now, it can be... Now, I think it it, it, it is, these days, cheaper to do CGI than it is to build fucking prosthetics yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always appreciate the extra effort that goes into the makings of prosthetics and all that. I mean, like, the CGI thing, again, I don't hate it. Like, it, even when it, even when there's d- bad CGI, it doesn't bother me as much. Like, in Ghostbusters, you know, there's the 80s CGI. Mm. Um, and that doesn't bother me as much as you might think. It's more just that I prefer when it is practical. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I like practical effects. It's real good. Real good. Um, but, as I was saying, um, back to the, the, the crew. So, they are... There's a colony on the fucking dead zone planet. Yeah, LV426. Yeah, that's... They haven't... 
Because here's the thing, okay, can I just bring this up? This is how yeah. we name planets in real life, okay? Whenever we discover an exoplanet, um, in fact, vast majority, a large portion of exoplanets are called Kepler something, because Kepler was a telescope specifically designed to discover exoplanets. Nice. And so, I, went, I watched this video, and it's like, of, like, all the planets, and, um, and like, sizes comparison, you know, like, those, one of yeah. those, like, those, like, uh, what's the word, you know, junk food videos, not junk food videos, but, like, metaphorically, like, where it's just, oh, watch a thing happen over, like, size comparison, smallest asteroid to the largest super black holes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those in my recommended. Yeah, well, I watched one, and it had all, a bunch of exoplanets, and they were all, like, Kepler or something, and people in the comments going, like, Jesus, they're all called Kepler, why is that? No, it's because it's the telescope. But this, in this movie, it's called LV426, like, what the fu- Who the fuck named this? Microsoft? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, with how, with how a media uh, con- consolidated... Ah, fuck. What, basically, with how everything is getting gobbled up by companies, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft had, like, owned a planet in the near future. Eh, it- you can kind of already own, like, a star yourself. Yeah. But if you live on that planet, you get three months free of Xbox Game Pass, so I suppose it's okay. <laughs> You live on, yeah, you get three months free of, of Xbox Game Pass. After that, though, you gotta pay up the scratch. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Microsoft... Anyway, that's not the point. The point I'm yeah. trying to make is the name kind of bothers me. Because it's not a name. Like, who's gonna fucking... Re- I, I had a problem where I can't even remember my own phone number. My phone number's easy to remember. It's really fucking easy to remember. Like, I'm not saying what it is, but it's really easy to remember, and I have a hard time remembering it. So it's like... Oh, hey, is it 353867? No. No. I just made that up. It's 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 420. 34. 36. It's a very long number. It is an incredibly long number. That's somewhere in pi, by the way. Somewhere in pi, in the infinite recurring, yeah. non-recurring... You know, I bet if you rang up that number, you'd probably get arrested by the FBI. Or the CIA. No, you wouldn't. Because it's a benign fucking number. Don't tell me how to make my jokes. No, 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 no. When you say arrested by the CIA, you're trying to... CIA. What the fuck is CIA? The car. Arrested by the CAA, which sounds to me like a combination of the CIA and AA Road Networks. Or Alcoholics Anonymous, if you will. I think that's funnier. Uh, Chinese alco- no. <laughs> Cuban Alcoholics and no. <laughs> I don't know, fucking. But, uh, yeah, so. The Cubic Arsehole Association. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I feel like making a political joke there, but I'm not that's going not. to. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Cuba on holiday. Maybe, but yeah. What else can you say about aliens? Uh, so you can say a lot of shit about aliens. Yeah, there's a lot um, to be said. What did you think? Yeah, what did you think of uh, the Alien Queen? Okay, the Alien Queen was like I didn't actually know because. The last, I did, I knew about, I actually subconscious. well I say subconsciously, as in I had a memory that I couldn't recall mm-hmm. of the scene with Ripley burning the, the queen's eggs. Yeah. Because I do, I do remember seeing an episode of Gogglebox where they watched this movie. But I, 
forgot so much about it. He forgot. That all I got out of it was the scene of Get away from her, you bitch! Mm-hmm. In Chekhov's mech. Yep. I love that. Chekhov's mech. I think you see it in the beginning, and it's used at the end. It's a Chekhov's mech. Yeah, right? more movies need Chekhov's mechs, I think. Yeah. I don't even know if that counts as a separate trope. Because, like, Chekhov's X can be Atom. Yeah. It just has to be an element that's shown near the beginning of the work, and is used near the end. But is not used... And it's used in a plot-relevant sense towards the end. It, like, in this case, the Chekhov's... M- Mech is used for like maintenance shit near the beginning yeah. as a background thing, but it's not plot relevant, right? It's just yeah. there, and it's like oftentimes uh, uh, they'll use Chekhov's something as a trope to make it so that the thing that's used later on doesn't feel like some kind of de- As- like like Aspol or, or yeah. Deus Ex Machina type thing. It's like because like if you didn't see the mech in the beginning and you see Ripley in the Mac you'd be like where the fuck did she get that and it wouldn't make sense to us as viewers but because we saw it earlier in the movie we knew of its existence and it doesn't bother us yep and there were multiple of them so it's fine yeah um let's see what else is there so the whole colony's fucked up and we didn't even mention the girl yeah I think I did mention the girl earlier yeah but we didn't say much about her um her name is Newt um she's the sole fucking survivor of the alien takeover of the colony on LV426 the fucking planet that nobody should have made a colony on (laughs) god damn it they, they fucked around and they found well, out. Well, we're going to make this colony on that black hole over there, you fucking idiots. What, like... Man. Like, just like, that's a death trap. Why would you make a colony there? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, sorry, we're going to colonize uh, fucking uh, Venus now. Actually, yeah. some people are legit think that's a good idea. And I'm like, all right, uh, good luck with the terraforming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good fucking luck to you, buddy. Well, yeah, uh, Newt is kind of the heart, like, the emotional heart of the film, like, specifically her relationship with Ripley. Yeah, it's very sort of a mother-daughter type. She even called Ripley mommy. Yeah, near the end, the end, you know, because that's character development. But it is, it, it is very sort of a mother-daughter relationship where Ripley is genuinely, like, genuinely yeah. does not want her to die. Yeah. And um, it doesn't feel forced because... It feels like they've been given enough time to develop. Yeah. They have enough scenes together where they're just talking. And, and, and the character of Nude is written well enough that yeah, she, she, she comes across as a smart kid who would survive this kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and uh, I should disclose that we watched the theatrical cut. I think we might have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, we kind of, kind of hinted that we watched yeah, but it. I, want to dis- I just want to discuss this because the special edition, it contains more scenes of like exploring what happened to Newt's parents and more scenes of them establishing the relationship more, which I think helps add to the relationship even more, but... Even the theatrical release does enough, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. It just it depends. Do you want a movie with better pacing or do you want more emotional weight? Hmm. So, but if we ever rewatch the movie again, we'll probably watch the special edition. Yeah. And it's not, as far as I'm aware, it's not a George Lucas special yeah. edition type thing where he just... Changes shit. Yeah, don't worry. I didn't want Han to be a cold-blooded killer. Like, but he's a space scoundrel. But his whole thing is like he's, well, he's technically chaotic good, but he thinks of himself as chaotic neutral. Yeah, he's 
Yeah, but hey, whatever. We're not here to dunk on George Lucas. Not today, anyway. To be fair, um, I don't. I think George Lucas was pretty great. He, I think he's a genius. To be quite frank, I just don't think he's good at writing dialogue. Yeah, but that's a fucking like he admits that himself. It's that's like his main weakness. Yeah, at least at least he has the balls to admit it. Like, yeah, like I'm not. He's not good at writing that. Like he's really good at coming up with really awesome shit as like world building and all that mm. and ideas. But he's not great at writing human dialogue. That's his <sighs> weak point. Yep. Even still, though, I still have a soft spot for the prequels. I do, too. I mean, especially episode three. Especially episode three, which I think is just a legit good movie. Mm. You are my... You are my brother, Anakin! Classic. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! <laughs> Me and who? Me and who? Hmm. I have the high... But yeah, I suppose. But yeah, I, but yeah, I suppose for yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk a bit about. Um, so the whole shtick sh- uh, is the fact that the acid is used a few times. Yeah, and I do I, I it kills one character. The acid kills yeah. one character, and it injures a few others. Yeah. So it is the case that, like, the acid is still a legit threat. They haven't just dropped that as a writing trope altogether. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, whenever I criticize or writing or praise writing, I'm not praising it in the, or criticizing it in a sort of, this is objectively good or objectively bad writing. I'm just thinking in terms of how is the audience going to react psychologically to this kind of writing? And if they react well, and, like, that's why I think plot holes are bad. Not because they're intrinsically bad in and of themselves, but because they ruin immersion or they cause you to sort of go, wait, what? Like, you know, like, it kind of, it kind of breaks your willing suspension of disbelief or it causes frustration because, like, it takes you out of the movie, right, if you spot them. The point I'm trying to make is that whenever I whenever I say something is good or bad writing, what I'm actually describing is how the how I believe the audience is likely to react. That's why I think that's why I used the example of the Chekhov's mech earlier. If the che- if the mech didn't show up earlier in the movie, audiences would be confused. Where the fu- how the fuck did Ripley get this mech? So putting the mech in at the beginning, kind of as war- as what looks like world building background and then showing it up towards the end the audience is gonna know okay those mechs exist it doesn't yep. feel forced it doesn't feel uh, and even the way they kill the queen by just shooting knocking it out the airlock that did stretch my willing suspension of disbelief a little but that's because i know a bit more about like physics to know that the vacuum will be significantly stronger yeah. than that but even still, like, I just, I, I, that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it's sci-fi, so I can let that slide yeah. a little. Uh, but even still, um, we've, it's been established, the first uh, one went down and died permanently. Yeah. As opposed to dying temporarily. Uh, that's like resurrections or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but the actual die, the, the first xenomorph died permanently. I said that again. <laughs> Gone for good. <laughs> Gone for good by being knocked out of the airlock. And yeah. that's the same way the alien queen dies in this. Yeah. Is knocked out the airlock. Yeah, also, fuck me. I forgot to mention something really important about the special edition. I already mentioned about how they're, how uh, Ripley and Newt's bond is strengthened, right? Yeah. 
I also forgot to mention one very important thing that also ties into one of the best spin-off bits of Alien Media. Yeah, in the in the special edition of Aliens, we actually find out that Ellen had a daughter, but she died in between, you know, the time between the 57-year gap. Yeah. Yeah, and we actually play as Ellen's as a Ripley's daughter in Alien Isolation. Oh. Yeah, so we get to see what happens to her in that game. Oh yeah, she just dies over and over and over again because I'm shit at that game. <laughs> yeah. I never played it. So uh, true. So true. Well, yeah, I, I just thought I should bring that up because, like, I, I felt like I feel like it would have been a disservice if I hadn't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's perfectly fine. Sorry. I, I just I like bringing up that game whenever I can because it's really good. <sighs> but yeah. So, back to what I was saying about. Uh. Back to what I was saying about the sort of, um, what was I saying there? Yeah, so it does. That's why I'm. That's when whenever I, I I talk about good or bad writing in media, I'm not treating it as an objective fact, as an objective feature of existence. Like there's objectively good and objectively bad writing. I'm just thinking in terms of how the audience is psychologically going to react because I think that's more important. So the the example that I give, right? If I enjoy something that's considered poorly written it's still good for me that is to say it still is a, a good experience to view that oh dear oh i don't don't know why i said that oh yeah, sorry my mind is just all over the place oh no don't don't worry about it yeah just sometimes that'll happen to me all right uh but um but yeah as i was saying the uh what's it uh fucking Okay, so I was saying about good and bad writing. So this is the thing that I kind of disagree with, like on on some people, because some people do genuinely believe that good and bad writing are objective things, um, and I I can see why they do. Like I don't pretend to say, oh, it's just all subjective. No, I understand why. Like there is good writing and bad writing in terms of what's likely to elicit a response. Um, so good writing is likely to be believable. Hmm. It's likely to be well received. But how? You can talk about what makes something believable in fiction and not believable. You can talk about why does this line work and why does this line not. But you're really still talking about how is my audience going to react to this thing. Mm. You're not talking about an objective feature of reality. You're talking about what reactions is this likely to elicit in my audience. Uh, that's why, you know, whenever people talk about bad writing in TV shows or movies, um, it's usually something to do with the reactions. Yeah. The reactions of what and what caused people to, to be angry. It's still a react. It's still based on whether or not you liked or disliked it. It's still based on a sort of um, preference or like based approach, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, again... The argument I make with regard to plot holes and all that. But I, I could talk about that at length um, some other time. Uh, but I don't know what else to talk about with uh, Aliens. Yeah, I suppose I should bring up that for a lot of fans, at least when it comes to the movie series, it, it officially ends here. Because a lot of the later movies fall into fan and discontinuity. Yeah, well... Y you'll see why once we get to Alien 3. Well... Like, are there some fans who say Alien 3 is canon, but not Alien Resurrection? 
Yeah, I, I, I reckon like fan and discontinuity is all is pretty pretty subjective. Yeah. People tend to choose, pick and choose, really. Yeah, it's like somebody... I choose to believe that uh, wizards didn't shit themselves. <laughs> I choose to believe that uh, uh, that poison is a transgender woman and mm. is a woman because of that. Yeah. But, but regardless, regardless... That's from Street Fighter slash yeah. Final Fight. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you'll... I think you'll see why Alien 3 is considered... You know, why people just disregard it when we cover it next week or whatever. Because, cause again, the movie's controversial for a lot of reasons. Is it the most controversial film? I'd say so, because you'll have the most people arguing over, is this horrible or is it actually misunderstood? Oh, God, because when you say something horrible versus misunderstood, the first thing that pops into my mind is, like, that 17th century aristocratic... Oh, God. Fucking, you know you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. But, like... That guy? Yeah, that guy. But but don't you worry. This, It's just... This movie will probably frustrate the both of us because... Because, you know, again, the director it, and crew were, built a, were dealt a really bad hand by Fox. You know... Executive meddling. Yeah, and there were a lot of potential script ideas that were thrown out. Like all those fucking, you know, corporation type things where they're like, ah, we're going to try to, we, according to our market research, <laughs> people like explosion. Like, fuck off. Mm. The favorite scene uh, in the first movie is the scene where Ripley strips it. No, no. fuck off. I will say this, though. The director of Alien 3, even though he hates this movie and refuses to talk about it, at the very least, he went on to have a very successful career after it. Okay, it, who's the director? Uh, have you heard of a David Fincher? Um, no, I have not actually heard of him. Uh, he's behind Fight Club, for one. Oh, well, that's the... That's yeah, along with the movie adaptation of Gone Girl, and I think Seven? Hold on, just... I need, I need to double-check, because I'm almost certain he directed it, but... Yeah... Yeah. Again, if we get any facts wrong, please feel free to correct us. Yeah, David. Feel fin- free to give us a cinema sense ding. Yeah, ding. Yeah, David Fincher directs Seven, which I think is a fantastic movie. Same thing with Fight Club. So, despite Rocky's start and you know all the bullshit around Alien Three, at the very least, David Fincher managed to become a really good director. Yeah, that's good news. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's more or less yeah, it for yeah, episodes on the aliens. Sass for aliens. So, um, it's a normal sass. Yeah, normal sass. And then next week is going to be a normal episode, so yeah. it won't have the intro. Um, yep, Aaron will be in charge of that. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I think. I don't know. Maybe it'll be like the like a legit anger because I mentioned this so many times, but. I didn't, like, the only real episode I think I got legitimately super angry at was 2012. Yeah. And I expected it to be a fun, over-the-top film, but I found it a miserable slog. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, we'll be, we'll see you guys next time with Alien 3. God, God help us. God just... help us. Because <laughs> now, 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 yeah, we're past, that, yeah, we're past stages 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Yeah, we're Pat. Yeah, it's all Where's, down. It's all downhill from here. Everybody guys. gangsta till stage four hits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace out, guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye.